Hi everyone, and welcome to the 172nd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Emily. Hello. It's E3! Yay! Yay! It's it's the most wonderful time of the year again. We've got Kingdom Hearts news again. How, however many months since Kingdom Hearts 3's release. And thankfully... For at least a short while longer, we're gonna have news related to Kingdom Hearts three. Kind of, it's a good, it's a good time to be. It's also a little bit of a scary time for us podcast yeah. people, because <laughs> it's like, uh, I know how this goes. We're gonna, we're gonna get this DLC, and then it's gonna be all quiet on the Western Front for uh, I don't know how many years. And we'll try our best. A scary though. thought. Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about uh, the trailer that just came out at E3. Uh, just full disclosure, it is currently... Uh, actually, let's go by your time, Emily, because you're closer to, to E3 time. What okay. day is it for you, Emily? I think it's Monday. Okay, you think it's, <laughs> it's Monday. Monday. Okay. It is Monday she at 12 it's Monday. p.m. Okay, it's Monday, Monday at 12, 12 p.m. my time. Her time. So that's Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Yes. If, if I know that correctly. So yep. just to be clear, that's where we're at. Wait, Brandon, why are you recording a podcast before Square Enix even puts out their, their live stream? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, Sally, uh, sassy pants. This is Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind stuff. Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind is just DLC. It is not going to be a big deal at that event, if there at all. And at if it is so. there, if it is there, Sally Sassy Pants, don't worry. If that happens, we will record an addendum for this podcast and slap it in the middle of the podcast. But as far as right now goes... We can talk about this thing. We can we can get through it, no problem. So uh, if there's any updates to be had, anything significant, it will be added later. I, I have only one tiny thing that I know that might indicate that we will get some new stuff. And that is the fact that Tayosue is uh, going to be in L.A. until the 11th. So... There's a reason he hasn't gone home yet. I don't know what it is, but I don't expect much. But that much said, he he's not staying past the 11th. So he's not even staying for barely any of E3. So let's be clear about that. So uh, whatever Kingdom Hearts appointments he has is very few and far between. So uh, anyway, uh, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. Churro's here in spirit. Churro's here in spirit. There you go. All right. So we have a two-segment show today. Our first segment is the E3 discussion segment. And our second segment will be a question segment. In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We have Nahika Blawi, Chris Morales, Zach Duranto, who's at ZDuranto58 on Twitter, Michael Graham, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Thorn Bullen, who's at Massacre 23, Tori Patrick, Fayez Bilal, Alex Ray Snyder, who's at Alex Ray Snyder, Louis James, Rachel Casterton, who's at Orba Yun Ray, Mohammed Quayam, Zelda Clone, who's at Apes Type Novels, and Emily, if you could say these last ones. We have Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namjin, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Miles Ribbons, Ishbel Ayala at Red Peppers, Rob Porter at Squirtybree1, David Conroe, Tobias Cappy at the Tobias Cappy, Fidanitas, and Yannick Nod at Yannick Nod. All right, and be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. 
If you guys have any burning questions uh, that you want to hear our responses to, you know, perhaps with regards to Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And the deep dive stream continues on. The next deep dive stream will be on Friday the 14th? Question mark? I'm going to get back to you on that, but probably Friday the 14th at 8 p.m. We'll see about how that goes. Uh, If I remember correctly, that'll mean, oh, we're starting the Keyblade Graveyard. That's that that's going to get crazy. So uh, if that goes down, definitely be there. If it doesn't go down, relax. Go watch the Kingdom Hearts 3 Ramon trailer again. All right. So moving on to our E3 discussion. Emily, we had a trailer. Yes, we did. There, it was at the it was at the concert that Churro was at. He, it sounded like that that concert was pretty good. Yeah. Emphasis on that concert. Yeah. The Kingdom Hearts one, as opposed to you know any other concert that might have happened around that time. At least the Kingdom Hearts one that seemed very well prepared. And you didn't hear anything thought, bad about that one. Thought out and. You know, not just Live. thrown together. Yeah, that one seemed pretty okay. So, so let's let's give a quick rundown of what happened in the trailer. I'm sure most people have have seen it, but just to uh, give you a quick reminder. Uh, so the J- uh, basic breakdown of it was that uh, first we get uh, some scenes of young Master Xehanort talking to the Master of Masters. We get to see playable scenes of Aqua, Roxas, and Riku. There's a shot showing off the Oathkeeper Keyblade and its transformation. And then finally, the big scene that everybody knows, the stinger scene of Luxord speaking very mysteriously to Zigbar and and asking who Zigbar is and... Luke, uh, uh, and Zigbar being like, hmm, well, who are you, Luke Sword? You know, you know, kind of turning the tables and pointing the finger at Luke Sword and, uh, you know, insinuating that he's a little bit more than meets the eyes as well. So overall, Emily, what what was your general takeaway from this trailer? You know, what were your general impressions when you first saw it? Just from you speaking, just like a few seconds ago, I like forgot that it was Luke Sword, not Luxord. <laughs> yeah, and I was that like, was, that was off. apparently confirmed in Kingdom Hearts Three that it's Luke Sword. I know. We're, it's look, so weird, we're, all, we're, anyway. all, we're all getting used to it. No problems. Yeah. Um, I think for me the biggest thing was Luke Sword. <laughs> yes, Luke Sword. So I didn't think he would be a focus, but I guess it makes sense now watching. I know. Like the first time we we heard about Luke Sword was all the way back in like 2006, 2005, and he had barely nothing to do in Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2. And finally, all these years later, the the spotlight is being placed on him. It's almost like Nomura, poor Nomura, he worked so hard back in 2006. He made so many characters and he will never let us live that down that during the development of Kingdom Hearts 2, he had to make 13 new characters and he will never let us live it down. We will never get rid of these 13 characters. They will never go away. Yep. Oh my God. Uh, you know, and all I have to say is Tetsuya Nomura, we appreciate you. And I just want you to know that you, your efforts on Kingdom Hearts 2 do not define you. You are who you are without your hard work that you did on Kingdom Hearts 2. We appreciate it, but basically what I'm trying to say to you is what Moana was saying to that monster at the end of Moana, and we we love you, man. You can move on. You can make characters that are not Organization 13 members. It's okay. We trust you. I will, we, I will we say, We won't though, make fun of the zippers, I promise. I love the Organization 13 members. I'm kind of yes. glad that some of them are getting a chance to do more. I understand why people don't. <laughs> yes. But, like, I like having more depth to them. Yes. But I also want new characters. I also want new characters. I also would love if 
we could just let Zehenort be done and be dead. Okay, no. yes, I agree with that. <laughs> but no. Say it ain't so. He will never go. Zehenort is... Basically, Tetsuya Nomura has doubled down. We will never have a... You know, just like they said, there will always be a Sora. Sora will always be in there. Zehenort is in for the ride. You know, they, as he said, in an awful way, he realized how necessary he is. Ugh. Gag me with a spoon. That said, I did love that scene so much. Look, I'm just going to say, I love Xehanort, and I do appreciate at least this much. It seems like bald guy Xehanort might be dead. I don't even like young master Xehanort. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like... Like, I just Maybe don't like we'll like this one. Maybe this one's okay, because this young Master Xehanort is a little different. Maybe. Because this guy, he's got gray eyes. You know? Yeah. It's not, the, it's not the orange eyes guy, which is making me think, like, look, we don't really understand the chronology. It's not been explained so well through Union Cross, but there's, like, these really ancient people that somehow just show up sometimes. I think... Maybe Xehanort's one of those ancient people, and maybe this is the ancient people Xehanort. I don't know what that means. I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's kind of what I'm feeling, is I'm thinking there is a theoretically more recent future Xehanort that has orange eyes for some reason, and then there is a less recent future Xehanort, or a more distant past Xehanort, the one we saw playing the chess. Yeah. I think that's this guy. I think yeah, the guy that we're too. looking at here may be a different Xehanort than the one that we fought at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. And yeah. perhaps by defeating the old guy, this guy lost his orange eyes. He's still got elf ears. So I was trying to go for maybe he was possessed by the devil. And the devil's, well, Kingdom Hearts devil. Not actually a devil some kind of evil dark spirit thing and that gave bald Xehanort the good guy and made him lose his hair when he got old but no I think it's just male pattern baldness and also he's got Spock ears so so yeah uh, so we got Master of Masters and uh, young Master Xehanort apparently they know each other cause of course they know each other everybody who's not Sora knows everybody Basically, everybody is more in the know than Sora, and it can never be any any way else. So, you know, apparently they, they knew about each other, so maybe young Master Xehanort from back when he was the age that he played chess against young Master Ericus, maybe he made a pact with the Master of Masters and then went doing time travel stuff question mark i don't know all i know is that somehow some way this xehanort got some kind of a pact and has now been traveling you know throughout the 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 worlds and his quote-unquote role has now been completed so to speak and now he's kind of like free to do stuff. So yeah, that's uh that's the young master a uh, master stuff. I guess moving on from there, let's talk about the gameplay. Uh, gameplay using other characters in this kind of severance. We have Riku and Aqua and Roxas so far. Emily, what did you think about the uh, the fact that we can change characters during the kind of severance at least? I thought it was weird just because of how it's set mm. up. Like, instead of having, like, you know, when we played as Aqua, yeah. it was for a reason in the story. Yes. But this feels weird, because it feels like we already did this as Sora. Yeah. So, I don't, if they're just going to make you switch, or, are you, I don't know. It seems really weird to me how they're doing it. Yeah, it also doesn't seem like they're, they're you know, kind of like you said, it doesn't seem like it adds anything, because... This yeah. this scenario, they were already there and they're already fighting with you. It's just that now 
instead of being Sora, now you're Aqua or you're Riku. Yeah, and it's not a new it's not a new battle. It's yeah, just, not a new battle. You can play as this character instead. And on top of that, it just it feels weird. To yeah, and on top of that, we've already played as Aqua and Riku in this game already. The only really new gameplay they showed was us playing as Roxas, which okay, cool. Yeah, we've played as Roxas before <laughs> in prior Kingdom Hearts games, so. You know, th- this is not as big as, like, oh, you get to play as Axel, or, oh, you get to play as Kyrie or you get to play as Shion. Yeah. Like, these are characters we've played as before, and even then, like, most of the characters that, uh, you know, most of the three that they showed were already in the game, so. Yeah, and I think if they showed, like, someone like Kyrie or yeah. Axel, people would have been more excited about it, because we've never played as them, except if you can't, like, yeah. Axel in like days multiplayer but yeah. like i think that would be more interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. but i don't yeah, know we'll have to see i'll take it but Th- there definitely seems like there there will be weird. a lot more gameplay content in this pack like when, when we got that bullet point list that we talked about on a prior show you know that bullet point list did have more in it that related to gameplay but yeah it definitely seems like for this trailer they're really holding it close to their chest for now which I think, honestly, kind of makes sense because at the end of the day, this is not a game that they're hyping up. They're hyping up DLC. So at the end of the day, there's not going to be as much content to show. So if they really showed all that much more, it might be too spoilery, at least for now, because, you know, they they have to pace themselves, you know, prior to release. Yeah. So. But I mean, other than that, I mean, there's nothing negative. They, They didn't show anything in that that felt negative to me. I'm perfectly glad to play as this yeah, character I agree. so there wasn't anything that i was like oh i yeah. don't like this it was all like okay yeah, like cool. that's good that's good i'm fine with that uh yeah moving on to okay i'm fine with that uh oathkeeper keyblade all right well thanks for bringing it back it's been in a billion kingdom hearts games it was kind of sad that it wasn't in this one thank you for putting it back in yeah that is a nice Great. neutral edition so I, I appreciate it. Nice form too. Uh, seems pretty standard. I don't see anything about this form that really jumps out at me as being anything unique. Just looks like a lot of aerial slashes yeah. to me. Which hey, fair enough. I I, I, I think, think anyone deeper. could do with more aerial slashes in their life, but <laughs> doesn't seem all that unique. You know, in a game where we have like the the flipping um like the nano gear you know the the big hero six one where it does all these yeah. like crazy warps and like turns into different weapons and it does all this crazy stuff you got this Oathkeeper one and it's just like all right it slashes i mean i'm not i don't know what i would expect otherwise but you know com- you know when they say like hey there's going to be a new keyblade in this it's kind of like all right well it's probably gonna be a pretty pretty good one right mm, kind of it's a fan, it's a fan favorite. favorite we'll take that's it that's about it so uh yeah, I guess moving on from there, the the last last bit of big stuff I, I suppose was the the Zigbar talking to Luke Sword. Uh so let, let, let's get let's get a bit of a breakdown here. So Luke Sword this whole scene starts off with them in Olympus. And there's a very important thing that we need to recognize about this because it 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 lets us know what the timing of this is going to be. This is specifically Olympus at the beginning of the game, you know, before Sora has, you know, defeated Hades and all, all of the, the Titans and all of that, because it is still dark and gloomy outside. And, you know, it's clearly, you know, still in, in its ravaged state, you know, from the Titans attacking Olympus. So yet again, Tetsuya Nomura ramps up the significance of this world, which I appreciate because it is not often that Disney worlds get this kind of respect, this kind of treatment. So I appreciate that this world has been set up so much and has gotten so much like there's so many really significant things. Like when you really go back and think about it, there's so many things that happen here that end up being very significant i mean this is the only encounter sora really has with 
Maleficent and Pete. <laughs> it's the only real encounter they have for pretty much the whole game, so that's important. Like, considering yeah. their absence, that is now important. And, you know, you know, I, I would guess, I don't know this for sure, but this seems like perhaps maybe right after, maybe right before the time where uh, Zigbar finds Pandora's box, perhaps? Because uh, that was kind of a big deal. And that, that, again, is another one of those things where it's like, wow, that's a really interesting way to use a Disney world because they're treating the plot devices that exist within the Disney worlds as having true significance, you know, significance so much so that they could have some significance outside of the Disney worlds. Cause Pandora's yeah. box, that is a very powerful thing to potentially claim ownership over. And yeah, of course, you know, Olympus would have Pandora's box. This is Greek mythology. It's just surprising to see, uh, you know, a plot device from a Disney world, not a original kingdom hearts plot device, a plot device from a Disney world potentially having some strong significance. So I really like it. Even just like referencing it to me was like, Oh, that's exactly. So yeah. Even if it turns out to be not too important, I just think exactly. So, uh, Pandora's box was, uh, given, uh, so Pandora was given a box or a jar called Pythos in Greek. The gods told her that the box contained special gifts f- from them, but she was not allowed to open the box ever. Then Hermes took her to Amethyst, her brother of Prometheus to be blah, 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 blah. I don't know. All I know is she opened the box and crazy stuff happens. That's kind of the thing. It's like, ran. oh yeah. So she opened the box and all the illnesses and hardships that gods had hidden in the box started coming out. Pandora was scared because she saw all the evil spirits coming out and tried to close the box as fast as possible, closing hope inside. According to Hesiod, hope indeed stayed inside because of that Zeus Zeus's will he wanted people to suffer in order to understand that they should not disobey the gods Pandora was the right person to do it because she was curious enough to do it but not be malicious the myth of Pandora's box has been fascinating to people uh, ever since catching the imagination of countless artists uh, who created fresco blah 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 okay whatever so yeah Opening up Pandora's box is a bad idea. That's that's basically uh, what we can glean from that. That's that's the explanation from Greek mythology. If you don't have any background on what Pandora's box is, so yeah, that's a big deal. Um, I guess other than that, um, so yeah, the 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 main thrust of the conversation was the fact that uh, oh oh by the way, Luxor throws a card at Zigbar. He oh, gave him a card. Yeah. He throws away the card, but he gave him a card. I wonder why. So that could have some significance because we know in uh, KH3 he gives Sora the wild card, whatever that's for. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely some uh, something going on here. Now, I'm just going to say perhaps this guy might secretly maybe be well obviously some past dude from Union Cross that's kind of it's kind of what we got out of Zemnis yeah. but maybe he's one of the foretellers maybe I seen people saying he was the master of masters but I don't that's, know I don't, that's a possibility I don't get that I don't get vibe. the vibe either um he could also be I mean he could be somebody like brain from Union Cross, like one one of those one of those dudes, or maybe he's old FMR. <laughs> he just got a <laughs> got a different accent for some reason. I don't know. I seen um one theory on Twitter. I can't remember yeah. who it was. I'm sorry, but um basically saying how Luke Sword could be like the player character mm-hmm. in Union Cross. Oh, that's that's a possibility. 
Which was, I guess, based off of, like, what is somebody's name would be. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I can't remember exactly how it was, but that was uh, one, one Yeah, was. yeah, so I heard some people going around saying that maybe his name is Ludor, which, if that's yeah. the case, then yeah, in Latin, that could potentially mean... So, like, Lu- Ludus? Ludus or something like that means to play in, in Latin. Um, that's... That's why that guy... That's that space guy with the skull for Kojima Productions. His name is Ludens. He's like the those that play or something like that. He's a ref. He's kind of like a reference to the players that play video games. You know, Kojima's fans basically. I don't know, but yeah, Lud Ludo something blah blah blah. That means to play. Now I'm just gonna say I don't think his name is Ludor, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because Luxord and Ludor that there's barely any change there. Usually when they change the name, those letters mix around quite a bit. So if you tell me his name is Dulor, all right, I'm with you. If you tell me, if you tell me it's Ludor, you basically just took, took the X out without mixing anything. I don't believe that. I don't buy that. Sorry. Actually, if you didn't take the X out, it would just be like Lord. Lord. See, that's way better. Let's go with that. (laughs) Lord. It actually is. I like that. Lord. That means he's Lord. the god of this world. Anyway, yep. so that's that's interesting. So yeah, uh, so Luxord's like, all right, well, I'll just keep playing dumb. But yeah, basically he's like, so at first he's like, who are you, Zigbar? Who are you really? So clearly, you know, look, Luxord has come to understand that uh, Zigbar is more than meets the eyes. But do you think anyone else might know? That's a good question. There's a possibility. I would. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, and I was su- like, I wonder if anyone else knows that Zigbar. I would is not, not be surprised if there. either Ansem or Zemnus know. Clearly, yeah. Young Master Xehanort knows everything, because he he's he's in bed with Master of Masters, <laughs> so he knows everything. Zemnus probably knows mm-hmm. a lot. Ansem probably but even knows a lot. With Zemnus, I know wasn't Zigbar just kind of like. I don't want to say, like, using Xemnas, but almost, like, trying to just, like, get his yeah. part done. So he could have been, like, acting a fool to Xemnas. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm just going to say anyone who's not named Sora has a very strong chance of knowing literally <laughs> everything. If As long as they're not named You're Sora, right. they could know anything. It, it's just that the only safety we have is that we know Sora's stupid and knows nothing. That's the only constant in this world. Sora knows nothing yeah. and everybody knows everything. That's the secret of Kingdom Hearts. Let us never forget that. I think something interesting, though, is the fact that Luxord, or Luxord, doesn't care who or what Zigbar is. He specifically says, it doesn't make a difference to me anyway. And I think that's interesting because it's like, all right, well, who could he possibly be that in a world where Zehanorts exist and you know perhaps he knows who the master masters is in a world where those kinds of people just walk around you know Luxor doesn't know that Zigbar isn't master of masters or he doesn't know what Lushu can do you know why is it that he doesn't care who he is knowing what kind of sneaky powerful people are hiding in the shadows why why is he not interested i would say though you know just to knock on the whole concept of it him being the master of masters if he was the master of masters why would he just like not know that lushu is lushu or not know that zigbar is lushu like because they're they're a master apprentice and like real real tight buddy buddy master apprentice relationship there so i think that's probably not the case i wouldn't be surprised if maybe he was like a brain kind of a guy or if he was maybe in the foretellers you know maybe he's ira or the bear guy but i mean we do see them again later so probably not so i'm guessing he might be a dandelion grown up i guess but hard to say one way or the other but he, I, I, I'll just note it as being interesting that he says it doesn't make a difference to me anyway. 
So because it doesn't make a difference to him, he's not going to mess around and he'll just play dumb. And that's what causes him to, uh, that's what causes Zigbar to be like, wait, who are you? Because it's like, clearly Luxord knows more than he's letting on. And it's like, so, you know, he has, you know, there's probable cause that he might know about the Master of Masters and all those people that are out there. Why is he not frightened by the possibility that Zigbar may be one of those people? What kind of person is yeah. he? So, oh, here's a weird one. What if Luxord is, or Luxord is secretly one of Yazora's old partners? Magia or Aegis? Oh boy. I'm trying to remember what they looked like. There was one there was that, that kind of looks like him. Know. There's like a, a guy with yeah. shorter hair and glasses. I was thinking there was, but I don't remember that well. Look, it is it is a stretch. I know. It's probably not that. <laughs> and also, now we know that it doesn't even matter because like Luxor jumped body to body. So yeah. it doesn't even matter. So who cares? He could literally be any... It could be Chirithi. It's probably Chirithi. Because... <laughs> You know, shape shifting, nothing matters anymore. Nothing matters. Anybody can be anybody. All I know is that if it's Lushu, he's probably gonna wear a eye patch, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? So that's pretty much the trailer. I guess beyond that, the big announcement here is the fact that it's coming this winter. Emily, when do you think yeah. it's gonna actually release? December, January ish. When I first when I first seen the trailer, like in my mind I seen winter twenty nineteen. Yeah. But I guess it didn't say that, it just said yeah. winter. <laughs> so I think going on the the past couple of times they've announced dates, I think they're kind of uh shell shocked and traumatized from having to like adjust <laughs> dates. I'm sure that like I feel that they're confident in the winter window. Yeah. But I think what they're worried about is other games coming out and them not knowing what those dates are going to be. And I think now that E3 has happened and, you know, the the cards have been shown, so to speak, they can be like, Ooh. all right, that's when we're going to release. So I think perhaps they, yeah. they, had an, they have a date in mind and basically based on the announcements that happen, they can be like, all right, this date's fine or no 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 we can't release on the same day as death stranding no way you know something like that so basically i think they had a date in mind and based on the announcements that happened at this e3 they'll decide whether or not they're going to keep that date or move it a little bit but you know i don't think it's going to move very much i'm with you i think december january you know that's pretty much I think February at, at the, the latest, latest but yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to be December. Yeah, it, it's... Ba- basically, they're going to try to keep it away from any big releases. I mean, as far as I know right now, I don't think I've heard any big releases for December or January. I think Last of Us 2 is yeah. February. Don't count me on that. But I heard maybe something like that. Yeah. March has 7 Remake. April has yes. Cyberpunk. November has Pokemon and Death Stranding. So that leaves December and January kind of empty. I'm just going to say, what a great time to be a gamer. There's so many great games coming out that are coming out pretty much back to back to back to back. So pretty much hold on to your butts and uh, go through your back catalogs play any games that you've been dying to play because you know as of November you're not going to have any time because there's too many games coming out and I think that's a pretty good problem to have so yeah I think that pretty much wraps up this trailer I mean it was a pretty bare bones trailer All, all said as much as I do like this and as much as I I will say nothing about this is offensive. There's nothing in this trailer that makes me mad. Yes. But there's not that much that makes me go like, wow. There's really not much in there. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought. Too. And I'm didn't exactly knock my socks off, and I'm but kind it wasn't of bad. sneakily getting the suspicion that and, and I know maybe this is kind of a you know, maybe an uh an inappropriate 
or an inappropriate bar to set for myself, but I can't help but think back to Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix and all the stuff that that got. And just looking at this, I just can't imagine how this could ever live up to what that was. I mean, yeah. Let alone Kingdom Hearts Final Mix Plus, because Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix Plus came with Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, and all that came with, and then plus a full remake of Chain of Memories. We're not getting that. That's for sure. Um, but in terms of like what Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix had, like it had so many new bosses and had the secret ending, and it had you know new mushroom thingies and all this stuff, keyblades and new music and new costumes for Sora and Donald and Goofy in the Nightmare Before Christmas world when they went to the Christmas town. They got the Christmas outfits. Like there was a they batted a lot of cleanup on that and i don't know how much cleanup they're going to bat on kingdom hearts 3 cuz there i will just say there is there are things about kingdom hearts 3 that unfortunately ha- didn't get to live up to the typical standards of kingdom hearts because to some extent this is the first kingdom hearts game at this level of quality you know the ps4 unreal engine 4 level yeah. of kingdom hearts so because of that they had to remake all that stuff that we used to take for granted that they could just copy and paste from prior games so or, or retool from prior games. You know, things that are mainstays of the series. We don't have the Coliseum. That's a that's a big one. No Coliseum, like side quests, barely any. You know, just the Lucky Emblems pretty much. Lucky Emblems and the uh, Those little, games. What are they? The... Flan oh things? yeah the flan things yeah they had those and then yeah. remy and his little uh cooking mini game but like things like winnie the pooh really cut back on twilight town tiny so there's, there's a lot of stuff there that unfortunately got cut back on and kind of the nice thing about kingdom hearts 2 versus kingdom hearts 2 final mix if you really go back kingdom hearts 2 was also in a lot of the same way kind of bare bones in some regards like we didn't even get to fight Roxas like that's kind of a big one Yeah. so you know I wonder if there's going to be those kinds of like cleanup you know additions to the you know to DLC I wonder if there's going to be anything like that where it's like alright here's a new boss fight added into the middle of the game I mean the one thing that's nice about these cutscenes that we did get to see is that it is clear that similar to Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, it seems like these cutscenes will be added, you know, sprinkled in throughout the game as opposed to something, yeah. you know, just content that you'll see at the end, which I know for some people they're like, but I don't want to replay the game. I I live for this stuff. This is this is what I want. I want to have to work for it a little bit and I don't want to just like watch it all at once. So I know there's definitely going to be that. We're going to have to play through it again with the Remind content in there. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, apart from that, there's also episodes. And those will be like, you know, I'm assuming like Birth by Sleep where once you've completed the game, maybe with a Remind scenario, uh, then we'll get to play through those. So hopefully those will be surprising. And maybe that's what they're holding back on. Maybe that's what they're not showing us is we're just seeing all the like really low level stuff and all the really cool stuff is just not ready. We can only hope. Yeah. So I think that brings us to, oh, so I'll just say right here, just as a preface, just in case anything happens at E3 that's anything interesting, at this point right now, I just want to say if that happens and I do get to record anything extra, I'm going to add that in right now. And it might include me and it might include Churro. It might just be me. But if there's any updates, consider this DLC. This is where DLC would go if there's DLC. If nothing happens, I'm sorry. Nothing happened, so I didn't record anything. I'll catch up on anything that happens beyond uh, the first day of E3 on the next episode. So this is this is the space right here. This is DLC space. So DLC will start 
if it exists in three, two, one. Did DLC exist? I don't know. Anyway, moving on to our question segment. Our question today, again, comes from Caden Samuels. Same from last episode. And Caden asks, So you were talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 on the PlayStation 5 last podcast. Hypothetically speaking, what kind of things would you want from a remastered version? It's kind of like we were talking about mm-hmm. before. I miss Olympus. I miss having the yeah. Coliseum and having those matches. I think that would be really good. So anything that, I guess, like, if there was a remaster, do you think that it would be the actual proper Kingdom Hearts 3 final mix? Because that is something interesting. Yeah. It is interesting that this is called think, Remind yeah. and not Final Mix. Yeah, because I think they're going to release Remind kind of separately because it is DLC. But I do think we're going to get that kind of Final Mix version with Kingdom Hearts 3 and all the DLC. And maybe a little extra for the PS5. I think that would be what I would that expect. That would be neato. I would totally go for that. Kind of like the Royal <laughs> Edition of Final Fantasy Exactly. 15. Oh, man. Or Persona 5 the Royal. Oh my god. Except that's way worse because that, oh man, I don't want to get into all that nonsense. Save, don't carry over. Can't even get your DLC if you bought any DLC. Thank thank god I didn't do that, but man, sorry for anyone that did. But, uh, so so yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you. I I would say if, if there was any upgrades, I would say the main ones I would want are technical, like, how about render in native 4K? That would be pretty cool. Uh, if I remember correctly, like the Xbox One X has, is like, I think it's like 1440p. It's pretty good, not 4K. So, th- you know, that that's that's an easy, uh, well, I don't know if it's easy, but that's an e- easy, uh, you know, checkbox to check off. All right, it's 4K. Um, <clears throat> how about 4K and 60 FPS? Locked. Because, uh, yeah, the Xbox is... It doesn't quite run exactly at 60 FPS. It kind of runs between like 45 and 60 FPS. It's usually in the 50s, but it's constantly dropping frames on Xbox One X. And that's the, well, it's not the best performing. I think the best performing is the PS4 Pro if you set your display maximum resolution to 1080p. It's like some weird thing that you can do on the PS4 Pro to make it like run a little bit better and i think that's the most consistent frame rate but even that drops frames so i guess 4k 60 and maybe hdr support loading times yeah loading times that's the thing that's every that's the thing all the these console manufacturers are saying we've got the latest yeah. high technology solid state drives and we're actually using it as virtual ram all right all right yeah, and like if anyone's seen the Microsoft yeah. conference, they were that really was their thing. talking about how, yeah, they want to shorten <coughs> load time. I am so totally down with that. I think that'll be. I could do with less of that. Especially in Kingdom Hearts Especially 3. Especially Kingdom Hearts 3. How's that going to affect? Well, I guess it doesn't have to affect, but how's this going to affect the, the, you know, the Instagram, Instagram things? things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we could do with <laughs> seeing less of them. There wasn't enough. All right, here's the big question. Emily, do you want new Instagram posts in Kingdom Hearts Remind? Is that a requirement? Oh, my God, <laughs> we yes. Need more I Instagram would love that. Posts. <laughs> They're they so cute. cute. Like... I need some more. That, yeah. yeah, we got to have that. I'll just say if somehow we end up playing as a different character, I want to see different Instagram posts from their perspective. I want to see who they follow. All right, so oh yeah, we'll have like an interactive Instagram. It won't even be just the loading screens. Oh, yeah. You can just go on the gummy phone. That would be great. You can just scroll and like 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 Aqua's pictures. See, that's what we. That's the kind of stuff we need in a Kingdom Hearts DLC pack. You're right. Actual interactive Instagram, and I want to be able to post my stupid pictures on my Instagram, and then I can like unfollow Tara. <laughs> yeah, unfollow Tara. Just like unfollow, just like anyone. Oh, that would be great if like I posted. Blocks yeah, posted Anor. the stupid pictures on Instagram, and you can see who likes your pictures. Like, get a yeah. like from Pence. And, I don't know, maybe, Pen- maybe Pence gives fun. you a poke. And it's like, no, Pence, don't poke me. Nobody pokes. I don't know. You're like Kyrie hits up the Oh, games. man, Kyrie, get out of here. <laughs> it's all about Riku. 
Yeah. And Re- yeah. Yeah. I'm always trying to. We're always trying to slide into Riku's DMs, and he just ignores us. Oh my god. The struggle. See, that's that's the game we need because that's the one thing that I would I, that we need more from Persona in Kingdom Hearts is the the the, the interactiveness between yeah. you know the socializing, and this is our chance. DM sliding other Kingdom Hearts characters. <laughs> it would be so Can much fun. Can we slide fun. into Daisy's DMs behind Donald's back? Let's find out! What if you did that and then Donald just stops healing you? That'd be great. No more. I listen, listen to this to podcast. This. Take, take notes. Take notes. These are important facts. These are important ideas. We need to explore these things. This is for science. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up our question segment. Uh, so, yeah, moving on today. There's no music. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we don't have time. We need to get this episode out. So, uh, yeah, our next episode is scheduled for the 25th of July. As always, if you guys like the show, please cons- Oh, June. June. You're right. It is June 25th. Sorry, it's really late here. It is the 25th of June. That means still this month. Hopefully there'll be some other information that we can talk about this new. And uh, as always, if you guys like the show, please can please support us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion and subscribe to us, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And if you have any questions, send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, Emily, it is goodbye time. It is goodbye. But it is a happy goodbye. It is a fond farewell. We've had a nice E3 so far. I can't wait to see what else comes up out of E3. I'm excited to see the next stuff from the 7 remake. You know, as as we mentioned before, this is, you know, we're recording this prior to the Square Enix conference. Hopefully, nothing too big happened, but I will just say current initial reactions my god, seven looks beautiful. <laughs> Just looks And it's March third. It's March third. So nice. That's even more beautiful. I guess like other than that, let's give our quick rundown of uh games we're excited for that we've seen from E three so far. Emily, l- let's hear from you. What what are your top top three games that aren't Kingdom Hearts three remind that you're really excited for? Okay, so obviously the obviously. seven remake. That's on my list too. Um Cyberpunk 2077 looks really good and it releases on my Beautiful. birthday. So that's pretty cool. So you cool. can like you can um, make yourself in the game just don't get shot. I'll try my best. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. There was mm-hmm. one game I probably won't play it but it really interested me. It was The Blair Witch Oh yeah. One. I haven't seen the trailer but I'm interested it, it is in that. it does seem interesting. That didn't that surprised me. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. I, I I have quite a few of those kinds of games where it's like, I probably like I probably yeah won't I probably play won't play it, this, but, but I I might look cool. at it again. Like if there was another trailer that gets yeah. released, I might see it. So um, yeah. and we still have Square Enix, we still have Ubisoft, and we still have yeah. Nintendo. So there's so, there are I'm sure Avengers will yeah, look good too. There there are definitely possibilities here. So yeah, I, I'm with you on. Uh, you know, uh, cyberpunk. Uh, I'm also really uh interested in Death Stranding. That's releasing on my birthday, and uh, I guess other than that, games that I'm looking at but not gonna play: Doom Eternal. Yeah. Uh, Tales of Arise. That would look cute. Too. And I liked in the trailer it said Rise, <laughs> Rise Up. up. And all I could think was gamers oh, no. rise up. There's that. Uh, <laughs> oh, there was also that Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game. Yeah. I was like, wow, Dragon Ball There's a game and an RPG and open gears. world. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, it doesn't look good. <laughs> the cutscenes look good. By the way. All right. It's tea time. Get out, get out your tea, Emily. All right. Okay. So did you hear that? Um, Cyber Connect 2. It, they got kicked off of uh, the 7 remake. Well, I did, did you that. know that this Dead or Dragon Ball Kakarot, that's them. Ooh. So they, they went off of making an Unreal Engine 4 action RPG to go make a different Unreal Engine 4 action RPG. So, 
That's the T. Uh, so I'm just okay. saying, could you imagine? Did you? I don't know if you saw any gameplay of it. I'll just spoiler warning: it does not look all that high quality. I was just wondering. Yeah, I watched. Okay. I watched the conference, but I don't remember the Dragon Ball stuff that well. Y- y- you ain't missing much. It's like cutscenes. Yeah. Oh my god. I remember the cutscenes, so but I don't remember anything. Gorgeous. Anymore. That's the thing. Cyber Connect Two is amazing. At they, they can do a cutscene so good, especially if it's like anime style, real good. And that's that's yeah. why I'm thinking maybe it's okay that Seven Remake is coming out only a maybe three years after they said they rebooted it, because probably. Cyber Connect 2 animated most of those cutscenes and they were probably pretty good because they're so good at animating. Gameplay? I don't know about that. Yeah. But the cutscenes, that's, hey, that's not an insignificant amount of work that they probably were able to do. So, who knows? But, uh, yeah, that that was that was your tea corner for for this. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing a rumor. Final Fantasy VIII Remaster to oh. be revealed at the Square Enix conference. Oh boy! See that 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 was a game that has it makes that's sense, been, but that's a game I we've been know. waiting for because uh, I think I don't know. Everybody was saying they lost the assets. Look, they don't need to lose or find the assets. They have the PC version already. It's an old one, but they can port that if they need to. So just uh, just so you know. Not a not not a problem if they lost the assets from the original. They probably lost most of the assets of most of their games, so that's fine. So anyway, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Th- there might be DLC added onto this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If there was some, all right, Emily, say your goodbyes. Bye bye, everyone. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.